The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Yo, yo, yo. Hello. Go ahead. It's your moment to shine. <laughs> Guys, Morgan just said yo, yo, yo. I whispered and it. last week you took it. I dude. took it. I you really want it. it. Can I have it again? Oh, it wasn't even last Can week. I have it again? Yeah, you can have it again. Yo, yo, yo. And welcome back to Creeps and Crimes Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Morgan. Happy Thursday and happy episode 162. 162. Yeah, I stole it from you for Mitty. Halloween. 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 Mini. We don't do that for many. I think we might have. No idea. Couldn't tell you. Honestly, that many scarred me. No. Fuck that many for real. Fuck that many all the way through. The cases, terrifying. The editing, terrifying. more terrifying. I just don't the, even know. The most terrifying part was the exporting. The exporting. It wasn't even the editing. The editing the was The best like, part is, is that fine. Taylor's like, you've got to try to export this on your computer. So I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. So I tried it a couple times. Didn't work. Didn't work. One time it said, it just said completed, but I just couldn't find it on my computer, right? And I was, she was like, okay, well, just send me the audio because I could get the audio. Mm-hmm. Send me the audio and I'll just lip sync it to our video in this app and I'll go by 15 minute intervals <laughs> and just... You know, really wreck gonna, my rest of my night and my plans. I was already crying about it. So, it was and fun. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, I can send you that. So, I sent it to her. No, you said, how do I send the audio? Oh, I said, how do I send the audio? She's like, through text. You texted it to me. I'm like, oh, funny. <laughs> like, we've never done this before. <laughs> so, I sent her the audio. And then I was on, I was doing my notes, and she FaceTimes me. And whenever she FaceTimes me, it minimizes my screen, right? Because it was like my notes took up my full screen. Yeah. And she was, you could just see the look of defeat in her face. And I happened to look over to the right side of my screen to my homepage. And there lies not one, but two fully exported, perfect, perfect videos, mini vodka sewed videos. I'm calling her to be like, hey, I'm just going to have to cut my ties. I think we're going to have to do audio only. And I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah, I just can't so get it. I worked so hard on this. I'm stressing. I want to die. I've worked you know? on it so hard. Yeah. Yeah, just for that. Just for they were two. just fucking sitting there pretty. Uh, I didn't know it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Uh, I don't we think Taylor tech- thought it was hilarious. Well, I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious because I was so delusional at that point. And honestly, I didn't give a fuck how that episode got out as long as it did. Mm-hmm. Like I was about to just take the raw audio unedited and just toss it. it in. Y'all are going to have to sit through bathroom breaks. <laughs> You're going to have to sit through side rants that you don't give a shit to hear about and you're not supposed to hear about. When we're t- 40 feet away from the mic because we're standing over there talking. Yeah. We're standing by the door <laughs> with the mic still on. <laughs> Guys, what's actually really funny, I don't know that we, well, you know, I know for a fact that we never talked about it again because when it was, I went to Italy, I came and b- the day before I, l- or like Three days before I left, we recorded with episode 150 with And That's Why We Drink. Mm-hmm. I come back. My birthday episode went out. And then I edited that. And that went out the next week. But I guess maybe I even edited it before I left. Either way, we did not talk about it again. Because when I it, we, it was so long that we recorded it before it went out that we never spoke about it again. Yeah. But the funniest shit in the entire world is that we got done recording. We go eat with our friends my god we get back and we're sitting you know we no, we're we're sitting at dinner we're not even back yet we're sitting at dinner and i'm like morgan did you pause the garage band (laughs) recording and she's like no i thought you paused the garage band recording and i was like no i just turned off riverside recording 
and I left the window open so everything would download. And I don't think I went back there. And she's like, you definitely didn't. You did not. Because we had to get up and go. We had plans to go to dinner. Yeah. Guys, we we had to sit there and just let it record. No, you went back, didn't you? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh, you're right. Because we had the Riverside app. Yeah. And once we saw that that was fully uploaded. I wasn't worried about it. a second of it. We were like, okay, well, we have this as a backup. We have a backup if we need it. Because I was afraid it was just going to like burn out the computer and like shut down and not save. And so yeah. I was about to leave. It's like what, five hours we, long? We were, yeah, it was like five hours long. No, it was five hours long before we even. That same dinner, left. Logan passes out. Passes out. Literally passes out. <laughs> that was the one where Morgan grabbed his sweaty arm and checked his pulse. Oh my God, that was a hell of a day. Ollie was there. That was a hell of a day. Ollie was there. So then it would have been right when I got back from Italy. Yeah. It would have been literally that week. Yeah, it had to have been because yeah. you were like, this just happened at the airport. Yeah, and and he hadn't been able to go to the doctor yet about it. Damn. Damn. That was fucking crazy. That was a crazy time. Let me tell you something about pain or not pain, doctors. My back, you know, it's been yeah. bothering me. And I was like, I finally found the massage therapist that mm-hmm. I like. Her name is Sadie. Obsessed. She's super cool. I got a voicemail last night. Hey, this is so-and-so spa calling to confirm your appointment on Monday at this time. We just had to let you know that we're going to be making a change to your next couple appointments because Sadie no longer works here. Shut up. I'm like, you no, got to be you just found me. her. I was like, I love this girl. Yeah, you even called me about her. Yeah. Well, where's she going? I don't know. How do I find out? Well, give me five seconds. Give bitch. me one minute. Are you kidding me? I'm going to answer I'll it right pull now. it up in five seconds. When we get off of this, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll just pull and it up. It was like kind of like I didn't really appreciate the voicemail because it was just kind of like, so yeah. Sadie no longer works here. You know, that that must have been awkward for that person. Oh, shit. Something either bad happened or they felt so awkward calling and telling you that. Yeah. I would have just much rather them been like, hey. Well, I still have to call. They're like, if you can call back and confirm this change, thanks. But if I'm being honest, first, my back did start hurting again today. Mm -hmm. But if I'm being honest, I got the first time 60 minute price mm-hmm. last time even though it was my second time there because mm-hmm. i had time to squeeze in a 30 minute yeah so now i'm going to be, be paying full service price for um masseuse massage therapist whatever mm-hmm. they're called that i may not even like because i didn't like my first one if jenny is there you'll like jenny okay i maybe i'll call and be like who else is available love jenny love jenny i just need someone that i know is because the last girl i i could tell she was young she Probably mm-hmm. was new and she just wasn't like massaging. It was just like pressure. You like should just call pressure. them and be like, here's the situation. I need your best on the front lines. Yeah. You know, I need your most tactical players. I want the bitch that's. Can you do that for me? You know, works out four times a day and Can she's you, been doing this you, for 90 years. Could you do that for me right now? Yeah, I could do that for you. Right now. Right this second? Are they well, even open? Well, you'd have to call for my phone number. Yeah. But are they even open? I don't know. I don't think they're open anymore. I think they close at seven. I think they do too. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, I was just really, really down about that. And then I didn't go to the soccer fields last night. So I was even more down and <laughs> just, you know, you know, it's just, just like, been a bad day. It was a bad day yesterday. It's it's been it was my day off work. I thought I was going to get this, this, and this done. Fucking mini one export. No, that mini wet. Aaron wanted to days. go play soccer at 10 o'clock at night. He also wanted to go read a book. My massage therapist quits, quits. our job. <laughs> in a rough time. 
you know how when a washing machine gets unbalanced yeah, and it doesn't and it, drain, do, 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 do. yeah, what won't drain all the way? Yeah, that happened. How did that happen? I put blankets and clothes in together. Okay, you were asking for it. I just thought it was literally two throw blankets because we have that basket of blankets sitting down there that yeah. I have not washed yet. I was like, there's literally two here. They're tiny. I can throw them in there. They're like Tennessee throw blankets. Mm -hmm. Put them in there. And I was like, well, I'm not wasting all that water and detergent on just two blankets. So I put in half a laundry basket in. Half. I thought it'd be fine. You can wash underwear with throw blankets. But I don't even like doing that. It was a bad day. Yeah. You know, I was on the live and I was talking to them and I was like, guys, I just feel like it's been the craziest fucking week. By the way, Pam, we got your gift. Pam, thank you so much. Literally, you know who we're blaming? We're blaming our post office. Yeah, because USPS. we saw your DMs and we've we, been going back and checking. And all we keep getting is bills. And we're unpaid bills. Yeah. When we bought, paid it. You guys, I fucking know it came out of the account. I saw what <laughs> happened. I thought we were getting robbed. But no, it's just USPS. And they usually, if something's too big, because our PO box is pretty small, they'll put like a little slip in there. But we didn't have a slip. So... I had to mail something to my mom yesterday. So when I was up with the clerk, I was like, hey, do you happen to have a package? We're kind of missing one. Someone said they sent something. He's like, oh, I'll take a look. And Good, I found God. it. Thank God. So thank you, Pam. It's all so cute. Pam, it's so cute. I love the tumblers. They're so funny. We, I, so we opened it on the live. I know. And I love the wine glasses and the little skulls and your little. I mean, it was, such, it was a, such a sweet little gift in the socks. And it was just a, like a. Congrats on season four. Just like that, a lovey gift. Wants my heart to just melt yeah. into my stomach. Wants us to just absolutely sob. And I swear, I went right when we started the season. Well, even... And it said it was delivered on, what, September 27th or something? 29th. 29th. And I went right when we first launched season four because I had to go there and fight USPS. Yeah. About our all of our packages that were getting fucked up to like yeah. no there was just no slip in there like yeah they just so we must have thought like it just wasn't here I don't know yeah well I just like didn't want to DM you Pam and be like hey I don't see it yet because I didn't want you to like feel pressured to like send it if you hadn't already because I'm the bitch that'll text someone and be like yeah I'm sending it now four weeks later uh huh you know me too. I'll send that's it. like my mom's like are you gonna send me my dog collar because I need to charge this collar me literally waiting to the last day to take back the thing that we got to fix the couch. <laughs> Did I, you take them back? No, not yet. I haven't taken it back yet. We have until Halloween. Where? What is it? Just Whole Foods? Are they, is it no, I have to take it to UPS. And then you scared me on Tuesday about having to log into the email account. I told you what email to use. I know, to use one of our side ones, but... Actually, just email to me because I said something to Aaron yesterday about this printer that we had to have up here. Fucking plug it in. Take it out of the damn box and plug it in. And go get some ink for it. Go get some fucking ink, man. Right now. I'm right tired now. of seeing it sitting up in a box on where it's supposed to be. Take it out of the box. I'm I just I'm here to say that I think print is dead and I don't want to do it anymore because I had that printer that we had at the other house mm -hmm. for I got it my freshman year of college. It was like a college gift. Don't yeah. know. It is a super fucking nice printer. A printer that has a warranty in a lifetime. Yep. I take it up there. They're like, there's nothing we can do. They basically self-destruct at some point in their lifeline and yours. Like for why though? Like why does my Nintendo 
DS still turn my on, Game Boy. still work. Why does my Game Boy still work in this printer that I bought three years ago? The Game Boy attachable light still fucking works. And yeah. you're telling me that this printer... Why can <laughs> I plug in, in a Wii or yeah. a little... What were those little cubes called? A cube. Were they called cubes? Yeah, the ones with the thing on the top? I don't know. Or are you talking about the one that had the like controller? Yeah, like it was like for the TV. Oh, yeah. I was, I was talking about the one Nintendo that had the Q. yellow, red, and new, Nintendo Q. Anyway, why does all that shit work? Why would my Tamagotchi still turn on and tell me it's dead if your printer still can't work? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Me neither. But either way, also USPS, like what, get your fucking shit together. Why do you have a communal computer with thousands of people logging into their Gmail accounts? Yeah, that just sounds like a hack waiting to happen. Why can't we? Why don't you have a designated email account that we can forward it to you? Right. And you just print it. You just print or it. Can I just like tap my can we just invent something? Can where you I just tap my scan this phone? barcode on my phone? I'll pay for you to print it. But could you yeah. just scan this picture? Can you just scan it and get it done with? Or like, when are we going to invent where we can just like tap a printer uh, with our phone? A GameCube. 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 Was it by Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, by the way, today's the day that this comes out is Phoebe's 17th birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Phoebe. 17 years old, bitch. That's crazy. That's crazy. Happy birthday, Phoebe. One more year till you can pass six. That's in, no, you can't do that anymore. Remember, 21. What? Yeah, you're going to be 21 now. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Last year when Lola turned 18, I said the same thing. She's like, you can't. It's illegal. And I was like, why do you know that? Why? Were you trying Why to buy you know a cigarette? That? She's like, no, me and all my friends know that because all oh, you old people make those jokes. <laughs> hey, hey, That's crazy, though. It was just like changed just like that. And like, that's how it was with drinking. Yeah. Our parents were kids. Yeah. And I don't think anybody got grandfathered, which is like, why would anybody need to be grandfathered? Yeah, but like, what if you were 19? You've been just ripping. You've been ripping sags. Let's make it jewel pods. Yeah. You've been ripping jewel pods. And then all of a sudden they're like, 21 and you like have to cut cold turkey yeah that wouldn't be good oh that my seems God. like a Danger? lot of people probably went into some form of psychosis yeah i mean that's just sound you know what they're gonna there get was a kid way. in my school in high school <laughs> he was known as like the like vape god right? oh like the tank vapors yeah. yeah so like he had a little briefcase that he would walk around with like different <laughs> juices and would sell it what? to people that's crazy. Yeah. There like was like the a group of. He got uh, in trouble so much. Yeah. There was a group of guys that always walked around with their tank, tank vapes in their pockets. And I'm like, bro, it's a whole phone. We can yeah. see it. Yeah. And then they always those people always got in trouble. But in my school, when the FFA kids had their big dip cans in oh, the back no of their pocket, no one gave a shit about that. All the that. football players were out there on the field with like packed lips and the baseball players. No one cared. No one gave a fuck. This is big league juke. What you mean? <laughs> yeah, they're not worried about it, man. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Times are changing. Times are changing. I guess we better jump what into if, it. Yeah. If you're driving, throw that shit on cruise control. <laughs> you got a glass, pour that shit up. And let's get creepy. Okay, I know we literally won't shut up and you're like, guys, this is enough. We've had enough, but we have one more thing that we have and to And you tell have you. to hear us out on this. Yeah, you have to hear us out. So number one, you've already heard us talk about this over and over and over again, but we just cannot stop because it's that good. And that is, of course, pros. And they're truly custom made to order hair care. Switching to pros was one of the best things that we've done yeah. for our 
hair. 100%. And you know how many of you commented and said, need their hair routine? What's your hair routine this weekend when we were in uh, Nash? We're telling you right now, it's P-R-O-S-E. Pros has made my hair more full, shinier, just stronger. And I feel like I've noticed that my split ends, like at mm. the my hair at the bottom of the hair is continually looking like a fresh chop. Yes. Even though I haven't had a cut in like six months. 100%. You know? And Pros knows that there's more to you than just your hair type. And they have given over 1 million consultations with their in-depth hair quiz, which is how we got started. Zip code, eating habits, how much you exercise, what's your water like? You've how heard often us talk you about color it. your hair, like things like that. And all of those external factors, they matter and Pros takes that into consideration. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros handpicks clean, sustainably sourced ingredients that get you closer to your hair goals with every wash. And one of our favorite features that Pros has recently introduced is their review and refine tool, which lets you tweak your formulas for any reason in case you change up your address like we just did, change up your hair color like I just did, or even change up your diet like we both just did. As a carbon neutral certified B Corp, Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All of their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. And if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, then they will take the products back. No questions asked. They're so just amazing. Stop what you're doing. Go get your custom made-to-order hair care from Pros because it has your name written all over it. Literally. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off of your first order today. Go to pros.com slash C-A-C besties. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash C-A-C besties for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Thanks, Pros. We love you. Hi, everyone. I'm Peyton Sarton, host of the Note to Self podcast. Note to Self is a space to embrace your unique qualities, get grounded, and ultimately have honest conversation. No topic is off limits. I began doing social media seven years ago, and since then, I've started a clothing line and this podcast. Note to Self is a place where people from every stage of life can come for advice, new perspectives, and to feel a little less alone. Whether I'm recording by myself or bringing along a friend, we will explore topics ranging from relationships and mental wellness to social media and entrepreneurship. Tune in to Note to Self every week for the sisterly advice you didn't know you needed and raw conversations you've always wanted. Okay, Morgan, what are you having? Wait, what do you have? What are you having for dinner? What are you having for dinner tonight? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> what do you have for us today? But before you get into it, I do want to say to them, we're trying a new way of notes. Bear with us. Just we're we're really excited about it because we think that this might be the key to the vibe to to having a little bit of more of a spunkier conversation. Yeah, you know, more charisma. We want the charisma back. You know, we want the charismatic just, ladies that we used to be, just like you guys want us to be. Yeah, and if you wait, we haven't even talked about this. If you love our shots fired series, then leave us a one star review. <laughs> Don't leave us a one star review because I will find you <laughs> and you'll be featured on shots fired. But we brought it back. We changed it. It's called Talk Dirty to Me Now. We did clips on Instagram for you guys. It's on Patreon. It's a Patreon exclusive. So anyways, if you guys want to listen to that, go listen to it and then bear with us with our new note versions today. Okay. So Taylor, have you ever seen or heard of the Spanish horror film? It's on Netflix, produced by Netflix, released in 2017. It's called Veronica. Mm. I've seen the logo for it. I don't think I've ever watched it. Probably because the logo looks insane. It looks terrifying. Terrifying. It's like a yeah, mouth I, wide open. Yep. 
I see. It's always recommended me. You would love this. 99% You're match. like, I don't think I would, <laughs> I'm actually. like, you can go fuck yourself. Okay, so Veronica was actually based on a true story of a teenager named Estefania Guterres Lazaro. So we're going to be talking about Little Miss Estefania. Okay. Estefania was born in 1973 in Valaca, South Madrid. As a teen, she became very interested in the occult, meaning she wanted to dibble-dabble a little bit in it. Okay, like a little bit obsessed, actually. Okay. But this obsession would eventually lead to her and her friends performing a seance at their school. Oh, fuck. One problem with this. It's giving Aerospace Academy. Estefan, it is (laughs) Aerospace Academy. One problem with this is that Estefania went to a very, very religious Catholic school. Friend, why do you have Pick a better location? Don't do it in school. I mean- You'd have better, you have better luck in the church parking lot. Yeah. They did this with one goal in their mind, and that was to contact one of her friends. So this is a little group of their friends. Estefania was like the ringleader. Okay. And they wanted to contact one of her friend's boyfriends who had passed away. Okay. And he died in a motorcycle accident, motorbike accident. But this seance ended up being interrupted by a teacher. And we're going to talk more about this later on. I'm just kind of giving you a little quick rundown. A blurb of what is happening here. So this seance gets interrupted by a teacher and her friends, so it's Estefania and four girls, her friends remember that when this teacher comes to interrupt, there's smoke, so she ends a seance, and there's smoke coming from the planchet on the Ouija board that they're using in their seance, and it's hovering, and it shoots straight up into Estefania's nose and mouth, and it is inhaled by Estefania. Wait, the, (laughs) wait. Smoke comes Rises from the Ouija board. Okay. Not the planchette, just smoke from it. Smoke from the, it's from the planchette, yes. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not like evaporating into smoke. No, no, no. Yeah, the planchette's still there. Okay. Smoke starts like hovering over the board. Right. Like some sort of like dark, hazy smoke. Like, I guess, yes. A shadow. Like it's on fire. Yeah. And a shadow. Yeah. And it's hovering there and it just goes straight for Estefania and she nose and mouth. Girl, why'd you breathe in? I don't know. I did the same thing today, though. Actually, that was my first reaction. Yeah. When I, I got a gust of wind, I just... Yeah, you did. You said, what's that? Yeah. And then I was like, let me call Susan. <laughs> Need to call Susan. I immediately right did now. it. <laughs> so there's actually a few sources that say that this was the first original seance that Estefania had performed. Okay. But other sources say that in 1991, she and two of her sisters actually pulled out the Ouija board and they were trying to connect with their, like lost grandmother. Okay. And during this, Estefania claimed that she met a spirit through the board named Javier. Okay. So we're not really sure who Javier was or why he was relevant. And maybe that's kind of where these two stories cross Mm -hmm. from the different sources. Like was Javier the boyfriend? Like, you Mm. know what I mean? How sources like mix things up. Right. But there's not a whole lot saying that it was her and her sister trying to reach the contact, the grandmother. Most of the sources do say it was her and her friends at school and one of the teachers walks in yeah watch her watches her snort up a demon exactly so regardless of whatever the origin point of this story is from this point on estefania's health began rapidly deteriorating oh shit both physical and mental she starts telling her parents that at night she's seeing these strange people she called them people not shadows not creatures people in the house. And when she was in bed, these shadow people 
were emerging from her closet and they were crawling on her floor. No. Multiples at one time. No. Crawling on her floor from her closet. And sometimes they would even come up on the bed and grab Estefania. So she's telling her parents about this. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, like at this time, like she's exhibiting like a lot of new, like, yeah, personality right. traits. So they're kind of like, what's going on with our daughter? Mm-hmm. You know, she's having hallucinations now. Mm-hmm. Like, we've got to do something. But at the same time, they're worried about her physical health because she also starts having seizures and convulsions. Oh, no. And she'll start bursting into uncontrollable rages. She would bark. She would growl. She'd hiss at her siblings. She was scratching the wall. Oh. And finally, her parents were like, okay, we're seriously concerned for our daughter's well-being, her physical and mental health. Like, we need to seek a medical professional's opinion, get her looked at, see what's going on, if something we could help or not. Right. So they take her to see some doctors. And they found, these doctors found no explanation for any of Estefania's symptoms. And she ended up being admitted into a hospital in Madrid for further evaluation, right? Wow. But there was nothing physically wrong that they could find, resulting in no diagnosis for Estefania whatsoever. Not even a mental diagnosis. Oh, so they just weren't giving a fuck. Either they weren't giving a fuck or she was completely normal in a hospital setting. That's true, yeah. And that it was unclear on that. That was kind of what my mind led to. Yeah. That maybe she was back to her normal self and it was the house that was causing this So it's like when she's out of the house, it's not as intense at least. Exactly. Okay, so when the doctors couldn't give the parents or Estefania a diagnosis of what was going on, the family decided that they were going to bring in a Catholic priest for some help. But even then, Estefania was acting relatively normal around this priest, meaning he's so at this point, he's like, well, I see no cause for an exorcism. This is in Spain. This is in the 1990s. Right. That's probably definitely the top thought of this priest's head whenever he's walking into the situation, knowing what he knows from just what the parents told him. Yeah. But even he was like, I really have no insight. I don't know how to help you or help her. She seems fine to me. Oh, like wow. Estefania seems OK. Yeah. So now I'm, I am thinking like what you're thinking with the hospital. Like it was probably just where where she's at. Yeah. Wise. But I would assume the priest would go to the house. Yeah. But maybe him walking in like warded off something. Exactly. Long they enough. Went hid. Yeah. Yeah. So at this point, I'm unsure if Estefania is in the hospital at this time or if she's in her bedroom at home. But after about three weeks of going from doctor to doctor, priest to priest, finding no answers whatsoever, no sort of help, Estefania was found dead in her bed. What? There were no wounds. There were no signs of any indication of how she died. It's like she just stopped breathing in her bed one night. Hmm. Weird, right? Reminds you of your case a little bit? Yeah. The official autopsy showed that she died of a heart attack, cardiac arrest. Morgan. Her death was seven months after the Ouija board incident that had happened. And my guy was seven days. Yeah. Guys, you know that many that we, I don't know if we left it in, but if if you heard us bitch about the many that wouldn't go out at the, on October, you got to listen to that. The last week of October on it's Patreon, similar. you have got to go fucking listen to this. It's Christopher Case, and it's so similar. It's sickening. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. So Estefania, her parents buried her body with Catholic rituals. They did the whole nine yards. It, she was, you know, blessed mm-hmm. by the Catholic priest. She was buried or had a uh, service at the Catholic church, mm-hmm. was buried in a Catholic cemetery. Like she, the whole nine yards, everything right. that they, they could do in the Catholic faith, they did. And her parents were in distraught and they were also not understanding how their teenager could just die like that out of nowhere. Right. 
So a heart attack. A heart attack. What? How old was she? And everything, it just wasn't adding up. They yeah. knew all this was going on. No one could find a diagnosis. Even the priest couldn't help offer spiritual aid. Right. And then she just dies like that. She's 18 years old. She's 18 years old. Heart attack, natural. No, it's not. Yeah. Un- it, even After can- she was medically watched by doctors mm-hmm. for three weeks. For three weeks. And, and priests no, are coming everyone, in. You know, they're doing labs. This is 1991. Right. Like they're yeah. capable of running blood work and doing tests and nothing's coming back up normal. Nothing. Nothing's going to say like, hey, this person might have a heart attack. In exactly. The next few days. Yeah. So the parents decided they're going to start doing a little bit of investigating themselves. And through this, they go into Estefania's room and they find a ton of occult books, like kind of like hidden away, stuffed away, either in a bookshelf or just in a little like locket chest or Mm -hmm. something like that. And they started to think that maybe she dabbled into something that she wasn't supposed to be Hmm. doing. Because again, this is a Catholic girl. She goes to a Catholic Mm -hmm. school. She's going to church every Sunday. She's probably been in the Vatican City. I mean, this is like her parents finding weed. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah, this is bad. This is really bad. This is really bad. But they also started to think that maybe Estefania was telling the truth. They're trying to see the good in this. Okay, that maybe their daughter was being haunted by something. And she because no one was believing her. She went out. She got these books. She was Mm -hmm. trying to research a way that she could help herself. She could help herself or she was trying to learn to talk to the dead to ask them to leave her alone. Mm -hmm. Something along those lines is kind of what they were thinking. But they also started to believe that maybe her death was a bit more sinister than just a heart attack. Yeah. Especially after finding the books. Ultimately, though, they decided, you know, at this point, there's really nothing we could do to bring back our girl. So we're going to put those books back in her room. We want to clean her room. We want to leave it exactly how it is. Try to capture that moment that our daughter was with us. Mm -hmm. And we're going to lock the door. So that's what they do. Okay. So they clean up the room, meaning they removed all of those scratches on the wall. They painted it up because they didn't want memory of that. Right. Who wants memory memory. of that? Exactly. They clean. It's a spotless room. I'm scared. Yeah. No, it gets bad. I'm really scared. So one day, Estefania's mom is really grieving. She's grieving hard. And she decided that she needed to go into her daughter's bedroom. So she opens a door that has been locked since they found the book, since they cleaned up, since they organized everything. And she was shocked to see the inside of this room. It was an absolute mess. Things were scattered all over the place. Nothing was in its designated position of where she had placed it. And so her initial thought was, oh, my God, somebody broke in. We've been robbed. We've been robbed. Mm -hmm. Somebody went into our daughter's room. Who was in here? So she's thinking that someone broke in and she actually thought, well, you know what? Maybe it's a neighbor. So she's pretty tight with her neighbors. So she's like, I'll just go fucking ask them about it. Yeah, I'm going to knock on the door. I know my neighbors. Maybe they've seen something. If it wasn't them, maybe they've seen something. So she cleans it all back up, spotless again. She locks the door. The next day, she enters and the room was in the same condition that it was the first time she opened that door. An absolute fucking mess. And this cycle was going on for multiple days. Oh, my God. She'd clean it. She'd lock the door. She'd leave. She'd come back in a fucking mess. So at this point, she's like, all right, clearly no one's breaking in. Yeah. Something else is fucking going on here. Right. And then they started hearing. No. Voices. Fuck. Voices coming from Estefania's room, the locked door where nobody is supposed to be. And sometimes these voices sounded exactly like Estefania. (gasps) And even worse than that, sometimes they were calling out for her mom where she would say, Mama, Mama. No. 
Morgan. Yes, exactly like this, I'm covered in chills, man. So they are hearing these voices. The parents are going over to the door, unlocking the door, opening the door. Her room would be in horrible conditions, but there was no one there. Like it was always a fucking mess. Anytime they opened this door, it was always a fucking mess, but there was no one ever in there. Then they also started to notice that there was a lot of cold air in this room, just like circulating. Oh, shit. But there was no source for this. Her windows were locked shut. Bitch, and if Madrid. we know anything about Spain, <laughs> There's no fucking AC here in it, damn it. Not any fucking AC. Not at all. It's 98 degrees at 8 in the morning. It's hot as fuck in that Especially in 91. You're not not getting a cold draft. Are you shitting me? Yeah, not a draft. Not a single draft. They're sitting in there and they're getting these cold breezes just like almost as if someone was like running past them. Like it was just like left Mm. and right and back and forth. And like they couldn't figure out where it was coming from, but they knew it wasn't a window. And it sure as hell was not an AC unit. Yeah. And then it got worse. You know how she cleaned the walls? Yeah. Okay. Well, scratches started to reappear on the walls, exactly like Estefania used to scratch the wall. Well, then was it Estefania? Is she there? Yeah, because... I don't know. We'll get to that. What the fuck? The family was so freaked out that they shut her door, locked it, and decided, you know what? We do need to tell someone. I am going to the neighbors because maybe they have seen something. Obviously, it's not a fucking break-in, but... Someone's had to seen something. So they went out, they spoke to a couple of their neighbors and they said that they heard really strange sounds coming from their house, not specifically Estefania's room, but their house at night. So one night, one of their neighbors, because they're they're tight with their neighbors, a couple decided, you know what, we'll stay with you guys. You seem really like scared right now. So let's check it out. Like out, we're happy to stay with you. We're happy to experience whatever you think is going on. God bless their souls. Yeah. You know, they're really good people. I'm not that good of a person. No, me neither. (laughs) I'm I'm like, we can set up for it next door and And we can watch through the window. Yeah. If you want. But even then I'm going to go like, yeah, even so my eyes are going to be covered. Yeah. So this couple stays with them and they saw firsthand what Mr. and Mrs. Lazaro were talking about. The voices, the cold air, the scattered room, the scratches appearing on the walls. So now now it's gone from no one else heard anything, saw anything when Estefania was alive and so in now there. everyone it's visible to the public. Right now Put a camera in there and it'll be live stream. Right now it's like it's showing itself. Not only is it moving stuff, it's it's escalating continually. Exactly. This is bad. Yeah. So out of the blue, one day, some people show up to Estefania's house and it's a couple of her teachers from school. Okay. This is out of the blue, like no call for it. They didn't call the school. They didn't ask anything that happened. And again, at this point, the parents had nothing, no knowledge, no idea about anything about a Ouija board. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that already. Right. These teachers, by the way, were nuns. It's a Catholic... Catholic school and what are nuns? They're sworn to the truth. Yeah. They don't lie. They can't lie. They cannot lie. Yeah. So this nun reveals what might have happened and potentially explain what was going on with this family and this house and what she believes possibly ended Estefania's life. She tells them the story about the Ouija board incident at school. And this is the first time that Estefania's parents are hearing about this. Oh, God. And she starts telling the parents about the boyfriend of the friend that the four girls were trying to talk to. And this nun is the one that busted the girls. Okay. And when she walked in, she said that she snatched up the board and she broke the Ouija board into two pieces, meaning no portal closed. Yeah, they didn't say goodbye. No one said goodbye. So the nun snatches it up, breaks the Ouija board in two pieces, immediately starts, you know, 
get the girl. Fuck you out know of better world. than this. Like she's a nun. Um, that's the word I'm looking for. Not just, just like reprimanding, them. reprimanding mm-hmm. them, and pulls all the four girl, all four of the girls separately, and they start getting questioned by the teachers of the school. And all the friends were like, "This was Estefania's idea. She brought the board." At one point, the planchet lifted up and flew across the room, and this was a glass planchet. Oh my god! So this was like real way too. Yeah, this was no fucking yeah. buying a box from Philadelphia, PA. Oh no, yeah, no. Um, the planchet. Lifts up, flies across the room, and the scariest part that Estefania's mom heard was that the nun confirmed that she also saw smoke after she broke the board, hover over the planchet, surge towards Estefania's face, and get inhaled by her mouth and nose. So now they have confirmation from an outside source that something was going on before Estefania died. And now they know that whatever killed their daughter is now physically trying to escape her room in the house, clearly. Yeah. And it's angry. Dude. And it's mad. Can you imagine that nun? She probably feels like responsible. Yeah. You know, because you broke the board. I mean, I don't know how I would have reacted. Do you think they get training where they're like, if you ever catch kids with a Ouija board, don't break it. Make sure you say, kids, say goodbye. You know, I don't know that they would even say that because then that would be. And like, when was the Ouija board phase? The 60s? Yeah. 60s, 70s. So this is 20 years later. Or was it 80s that they... 60s, 70s, it went out, but it became like a, a thing in that movie in the the 70s, 80s, yeah. satanic so panic into the 90s. like some public knowledge that like... Well, yeah, but... But I, maybe not to nuns who aren't... Don't the have... To like, I, to recognize that this is something that is demonic is to give it power. And so I don't know that it would, you know, be something that they were like trained in or anything. Or, you know, they're not going to be like, let's go say bye to Satan and say right. hello to God. You know, they're not going to say that. They got slapped in the wrist with rulers and paddles, probably. Right. So like, here's a note. If you ever walk in on your kids playing with the Ouija board. Don't break the board. Even if they inhale a dark fog don't freak out and break the board just very calmly walk over and say okay ladies let's say goodbye let's wrap this up and then we're gonna go straight to the vatican mm-hmm. straight to the vatican actually knocking on the pope's door yeah his bedroom door yeah we know which bedroom is yep we do <laughs> <laughs> okay so back home the situation is escalating if you could even think it could go beyond what it was oh my doing. god they started hearing like scrapes along the wall this is no longer in Estefania's room. They would hear like cackling laughter coming from the ceiling. Like someone was just looking over every family member, just laughing hysterically mm. at them, like cracking the fuck up. They started hearing fists punching through the walls, just like loud thuds. Lights were switching off and on. Appliances were turning off and on. And Estefania's door, regardless if it was locked, began unlocking itself and swinging the fuck wide open. Oh, my God. It was moving out of Estefania's room. Yeah. It's now in the whole house. So they started shoving furniture in front of this door, right? Like giant armoires. Is that how you say that? Yeah, armoires. I'll say that again yeah. later on. Armoires and like big giant dresser chests, like heavy fucking furniture built in the 90s. I mean, come on. You know that shit. Is heavy. It's real Fuck. wood. Real wood. This ain't <laughs> shit from Wayfair no. or Ikea. No. All right, this is real wood. Real wood. Shit was heavy up against the door and it would hold it off for just a little bit, but the door handle would start shaking. It was like the inevitable would start shaking, giant bursts of air would fling the furniture away from the door and the door would come back after it flying open. So like shut something up. was pulling the furniture away, door still shut, then the door would open. Oh my yeah. fuck. So 
when the furniture didn't work, door's now wide open. Right. Estefania's mom and dad decide they're going to go into her room. And when they do this, they see a mural. It's like a picture of Jesus mm-hmm. on the wall. So it's not a cross or anything, but it's flipped upside down. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right in the center of the wall. And in the middle of the floor in the room is a picture frame that's upside down. No. On the ground. No. So the mom goes over and picks it up and immediately just drops it. Yeah. Taken aback. Yeah. So dad is like, well, what the fuck's going on? Like, what is that? Like, what what was that? Like, speak. Like, why aren't you talking? Yeah. So he walks over. Hey, Tay, hey, Tay, what was that? What was he that? He picks up the picture frame. It's a shattered picture of Estefania. Okay. And while he's holding it, it engulfs in flames and starts burning out from Estefania's face out the picture. What sparks like that burns in his fucking hands, dude. Dude, you know, he was like, no one's going to ever believe me when I say this. I know. But I, I wonder what the mom That's saw. That's what I was about to say. Like, do you think it was just like hot to the touch? And like, No, she saw it. She saw it. She saw whatever it was. It Whatever she saw, if it wasn't the start of that fire burning, she throws it down. Then it was something else that was only meant yeah. a message for her and then a message for him. Yeah. Because if you can spiritually burn something, you can make it burn 500 times and then go back together. You can yeah. do whatever you want yeah, to you do can, it. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can burn it to ash and it could be back there a minute later. 100%. Customize. <laughs> Too far. So that same morning after her portrait burns in her father's hands, the parents are like, you know what? We're calling a contractor. He's coming and he's sealing her fucking door airtight. It'll never be able to be opened again. Bolted shut, right? Right. So that's what this contractor does. He comes up, he seals it airtight, boards, nails. This door, there's no way for it to open. Right. There's no give. There's no get. Like it's solid, right? And even with that, they still were like, let's put the furniture in front of it just in case. Mm -hmm. So they do. That same night, the family started seeing things around the house. No, no. Strange, dark, humanoid creatures moving very slowly, very quietly, crawling around their house. Oh my God. Also, the door doesn't stay fucking shut. Flies open, even with it being airtight sealed. This is a quote from Estefania's sister. She says, we heard a whistling sound like on other nights and then a groan coming from the door. We were so scared that we were frozen. It was then we noticed something on the floor as the light from the streetlights would enter our bedroom and light it up. It was the shape of a man crawling, dragging itself along the floor. He had a black head, no eyes, no mouth, nothing. It was crawling towards us and we started to scream. It was then that the toys we had on a shelf started to be thrown violently towards the other wall, one by one. And then we heard loud bangs and shouts. What the fuck? I'm like speechless. Like crawling, dude. What is that from? What? That's in a movie. Veronica. No, no. (laughs) I haven't seen Veronica. (laughs) No, it's in a movie where the spirits are only on the shadows on the wall and they swirl back Oh, you know what? I think you're right. It's like a Conjuring movie, isn't it? Maybe. And it's only in the shadows, though. It's not like... Is it called Only in the Shadows? Because you should make a movie called that. Yeah. If it's not a movie, someone should make that. I'll let it be me. 
creative rights though yeah tm that's a property of <laughs> crimes and crimes thank you podcast international so we know that estefania died in 1991 and this went on until 1992 oh my god the worst night and this was the last night that they experienced anything was when her mom woke up in the middle of the night feeling a very heavy pressure on top of her body she felt a pair of hands grab her feet and grab her arm like she was being pressed down onto the bed this was enough so Mr. Lazaro picks up the phone and decides he's going to call the police. At 2.40 in the morning, police arrived. And in this crew was Chief Inspector of the National Police, Jose Pedro, Officer Negri, and then three others that weren't named. Okay. When the Chief Inspector originally got this call, he was like skeptical as fuck. He's <laughs> like, what the fuck? They're on the phone and they're like, my wife was being choked. There's we have shadow people running around the house. My daughter's my dead daughter's doors flying open like they were just like word vomiting. Yeah. In like a stress panicked situation. Yeah. So he's like, what the fuck? Like this family's crazy. It's like, either they're they're on drugs. Right. They're in a psychosis or I'm not going because they're really being haunted. Haunted. Bad. Yeah. Either way, they show up. Right. And when they got there, the entire family was outside, including the kids, and they were terrified. Like, oh my God. The officers reported they were absolutely terrified. So then they're kind of like, what okay. The fuck? Yeah. So maybe they're not on drugs. Like, something's kids seriously scaring them. Maybe something is in the house playing pranks on them. Let's go in. Let's investigate. Right. And the family is just continued to going on and on about thuds and bangs and shadow creatures. And the police are like, we get that, but we need to go in. Well, while yeah. they're standing on the porch talking to the family, they start hearing loud bangs coming from inside the house. Oh, my God. And immediately they're like, is anyone in there? Yeah. Like, no one's in there. Like, that's what we're trying to fucking tell you. That's what we're talking about. Sir. That's you need to go in. So they enter the house and immediately begin feeling uneasy. It was cold. They could feel air bursts. Then they started to hear voices. Mm. And when they asked Mr. LaRosa about it, if anyone again was in the house, like we hear people talking, are you sure there's no one here in this house? Mrs. LaRosa, sorry. Mm -hmm. She was like mocking them. It was like, holy fuck, there's no one in there. That's is there anybody trying. in the house? Is there anybody in it's the house? Is there anybody in the house? Like, what do you fucking think we called you for? There's no one in the house. That's why we fucking called you. <laughs> yeah, we would be losing our shit at that point. So <laughs> mom and dad are now in the house with the police. Oh, Kids God. are still outside. Oh, I think. And while they're standing there talking to one of the officers, another officer yells, duck. And this giant armoire, armoire? armoire door swings open barely missing the top of one of an officer's head. Oh, my God. Like, violently swings open. Like, trying to hit Almost off the freaking him. hinges open. Yeah. Yeah. And the police are like, all right, this is a prank. So they go over. They're, like, opening and closing all the armoire doors. And they're like, nothing. There's no fucking string. There's no magnets. Like, I don't know how this opened. That was unnatural. Like, now we have cause for concern. Like, what is going on here? Yeah. Because you, we thought you guys were pranking us. Clearly, you're not pranking us. You're being for real. Right. So at this point, a couple of the officers, I'm assuming the unnamed officers, they're like, you know what? This is a little over my head, above my pay grade. We're going to dip. We'll be outside with the kids. Yeah, we're, we're going to stay out here and protect the children. So the chief inspector and the other officer, they're like, OK, we'll stay in. We'll investigate what's going on. Yeah, because, they you know, phased. that's the difference when you're a law enforcement officer. Like, yeah, I'm willing to risk my life for physical harm to help someone. Right. But spiritually, am I willing to ha have that sacrifice? That's something I've never thought about as a yeah. law enforcement, not me being a law enforcement officer. Right. But, like, but no, I get what you mean. Having to make that decision. Like, am I willing like to risk my life? State police training academy. Right. But it, am I willing to risk my soul? No. My right. life? Yeah. Soul? No. 
Yeah. Because <sighs> soul's eternal. Yeah. Life is temporary. Damn. Deep Put that there. on a fucking t-shirt. Merch that. <laughs> me, like, me merch that right now. Immediately on merch. So while the other officers dip, the others move into the living room to chat with Mr. LaRosa. And this is when he tells them the entire story, start to finish, including the the mysterious death of his daughter, mm-hmm. Estefania. And when he brings up her name, they start hearing loud banging sounds pounding off all the walls. Oh, my God. Right. Coming from specifically inside her room. One officer gets up with the dad to go and investigate. Estefania's room. Oh, God. And when they get up there, the door is swung wide open. And he was like, this was fucking sealed shut this morning by yeah. a contractor. Here's the receipt. Here's the receipt. Like, it's wide open now. The furniture that was in front of it, no longer there. And when the officer steps into Estefania's room, obviously, as we can expect, there's nobody in there. So the police enter Estefania's room. There's no one there, but all the pictures on her wall are now hanging upside down. These cold breezes are coming from nowhere. They open the window. There's no fucking wind outside. So where where's the wind coming from? They go back out of Estefania's room to chat more with the dad. And this is when he tells them about something that happened in his son's room. Okay. His son has two beds. And sometimes when he reads to him before he goes to sleep, his son, they'd sit on one bed together and his son would be picked up from one bed and thrown to the other bed. Levitated? Thrown. Thrown during bedtime stories. During bedtime stories. Wow. That's... Yeah. On top of that, while they're sitting there chatting about this story, the officers watch as this crucified statue of Jesus on the wall, like a cross. You got Mm -hmm. the cross. You got the body of Jesus. Jesus starts detaching from the cross, falls to the floor. I'm getting the fuck out. Immediately getting the fuck out. They also found goo on linens in Estefania's room. Like ectoplasm. Yeah. Like they said it was like a a dark, I think someone described, I'm reading a couple quotes here in a second. And I think one of them described it as something. It's like a dark, musty, like goo. Yeah. Ectoplasm. Oh, in on the linens in her she- in in her bedroom. Holy fuck. All of this, this entire police experience was recorded in an official police report. Oh. Yeah. My god. So I tried to find it and this was when I actually texted M and I was like, "Have you ever covered?" and they mm-hmm. were like, "Nope, never heard of it. Why? What's up?" I'm like trying to find a police report and they're like, "Oh, I've never had to do that for any of my cases. What's the story about?" I tell them and they're like, "Oh, wow, I'm going to cover that." I'm like, "Great. Well, you'll do a better job than me." 100%. And anyway, I did end up finding the police report but it's all in fucking Spanish. So I didn't just yeah. bit the bullet. Yeah. But this is one of the interviews from one of the officers. He says, quote, we sat with the family. You could hear and see how a perfectly shut cupboard door would open and shut. We checked the door. It was perfect. Referring to the armoire. It moved in an anti-natural way. Moments later, we saw a tablecloth on a smell small telephone table become stained by a brown substance that the inspector identified as drool-like. When we checked the bedrooms of the house, we saw a wooden cross spun upside down and the metal Christ upon it was ripped off. One of the daughters then placed the cross behind the door on the poster. Then in the same moment, there appeared three nail mark scratches on the poster. So they watched this poster. Nothing was on it. The daughter places the cross behind the door on a poster. They come back. scratches oh. through the fucking poster behind the statue of Jesus. My God. Thank God you said scratches because I was like nails, like like a Well, maybe it is. Nail mark scratches. Well, they say nail mark scratches. Scratches. So it would have been like I'm thinking like what I'm thinking like a fingernail scratch. Yeah. yeah that's what nail I'm marks. Like yeah. nail nails. And then in an on-screen interview later on, Officer Negri reports on what he experienced. 
He says, quote, referring to one of the bedrooms, it was a small bedroom with twin beds. The father told us that sometimes when he and his youngest son was sitting on the bed, his son would be picked up and thrown onto the other bed in a flying motion. I sat down in that same bedroom to see if anything would happen. We heard a terrible scream behind us, which came from a small balcony. I quickly opened the door and ran out to see if I could see anything, but there was nothing. No fallen stones. Nothing. It was 2.30 in the morning and the noise was dreadful. When I'd first entered the room, I noticed they had a large wooden crucifix on the wall and hanging off of it was a smaller pearly crucifix like the one children get at their first Holy Communion. Mm. There was also a poster, but a few moments later, the crucifix had been turned upside down. The little crucifix was on the floor and the poster and the door had three or four deep scratches in them as if someone had clawed through the poster and deep into the door. What? Into the door through the poster. Yeah. Cool. Because remember they said in the, the first quote that they put that stat, the daughter yeah. statue up behind the door and then on the other side of the door was the poster. Yeah. So they through the door. Wow. That night, police advised the family to uh, leave the house yeah, immediately. Get the fuck out. They're like, maybe you guys should hit the road. And they moved to an undisclosed location in Madrid. Years later, the family told reporters that after moving from their home, the paranormal activity stopped completely. And this entire police documented horror story became the film that influenced Veronica. Wow. Wow. So what are your thoughts? Do you think it was Estefania that was back? Or do you think it was whatever killed Estefania was mimicking her and trying to go after the rest of the family? I think that she could have been back trying to fight it fight it and protect her family yeah i mean i have i just got chills all over me saying that because and that's what the claws are like get the fuck away from that like, right and she's warning mama mama mm-hmm. you know oh, like chills down some, yeah like all over me um, my hair is standing straight up i don't think it would have been her coming back she wouldn't have done that to her family i don't think so either. i don't think she would have res- uh, disrespected jesus is in the crucifix and these the yeah religious things like that i me, not even a Catholic person, I would never even disrespect right. anything like that ever, no matter where it is or what the circumstances are. But here's here's my thing. Here's my biggest question that I'm left with. Did who's did, Javier from the Ouija board? Yeah, That's my question. That, But my main question regarding the Ouija board is did the things coming from the closet and the hearing things and is that what led her to getting the The Ouija Ouija board board? like this was happening before all of this and if yeah and if she and that's why she was so interested in this and maybe she's trying to reach out to her grandmother and reach out to Javier to be like will you protect me and the only way that she could is the books are saying you have guardian angels was through the Ouija board Ouija board and that was the only way that she could think that she could get through and it just made it worse because she didn't understand that it was opening a portal that would then be able to let not only good things but very horrific bad things in. right yeah i don't know so that's, that's i like that because like if it didn't end when she died it's got to be the house it's got to be trapped it in the house stops when the family left mm-hmm. it's got to be the house it's got to be in the house it didn't follow them anywhere yeah and then the way that I think it has to be in the, it had to have been in the house. It had to have been in the I house. I think you're right. Specifically in her room or attached to something that was in her closet. Mm-hmm. Because if that's where it originated and started coming from, and if we were. And the way that it was, man- what's weird is the way that it was manifesting multiples. Mm-hmm. Out Multiple, of the closet. Like this is like an, un- so did the she. Portal. 
Did she put the planchette or the broken Ouija board in her closet? Maybe. You know, they were all coming because it was broken. I have chills. Yeah. No, I'm sick. We got to move on. I'm not okay. I'm never watching this movie ever. I really want to watch it. I, I can't. Physically, mentally, emotionally, can't be. A Someone watch it. Let us know. Yeah. Tell us if we could be spiritually sound. I heard it. Oh, I heard or I read that a lot of people that know the real story and watch the movie, like they're still left with like, holy shit, that was the real part. Like, because they know yeah. the real story and they're like, hold, and then you're watching it with your own eyes. And they're like, no, that one, that part's true. No, to that have, part's not true, but that part's true. Yeah, to have to like see it and be like, that really happened. Mm -hmm. And another thing is, is that she could have gone and gotten another Ouija board mm -hmm. to try and close out the first one. And it just spiraled. Because she has all these books on the occult. She would know that you have to say goodbye. Yeah. And that she put it in her closet and kept trying to close it, wasn't doing a good job at closing it, calling on help from Javier and uh -huh. grandma and ends up escalating the situation further. And I also, that's like, you know how there I said there's two stories, like the order mm -hmm. of the board, either her and her sisters, the grandma or her and her friends like that. I obviously believe more of the friends because we have the nuns mm -hmm. coming in. So, but whether that was the first, mm -hmm. maybe grandma was the first, mm -hmm. but I feel like her sisters would have been like, mom, like, we did play with the Ouija board one time. We were trying to contact grandma. Like we didn't mm -hmm. know like when this is all happening, but. And that could have even happened when she's trying to close the thing. Right. When she's trying so to close the So maybe that part game. is true. And it just came after the school. Yeah. And maybe the daughter just didn't tell the whole truth about it because right. it, for the, this to have escalated in the way that it escalated and be solely centered on her room and then flowering out. Yeah. It was like a portal was left open in that yeah. closet. Yeah, like it's just, I mean, the air and the the power that these things in that room had to do. Mm -hmm. Physically throwing a child. Yeah. In a separate room. In another room. Yeah. What's crazy is the police report, though. Like that's, you don't see that a lot. I wonder if they ever took anything else from the house, you know, when they Like moved. the family? Yeah. I would have left with the clothes on my back. Yeah, I think I would have too. But that sucks because now they've lost everything that was connected to their daughter. And so for if they did take something. I wonder if they tore it down. Yeah, I, I wonder what happened because it had to have been in like a flat, you know, there's mm -hmm. not any just like single standing houses. Mm -hmm. There are, but very rare. Yeah. Not normal. Yeah, well, I think it probably was a flat because a lot of different sources would call it an apartment. Some would call it a house. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it was an apartment, but I think it was like neighbors like mm -hmm. an apartment style. Yeah. Townhome flat. Yeah, like the, my host family that I stayed with, it was three it, it was like one single building but there was like other ones that are built on the side it looks like a bunch of townhomes mm -hmm. but it's not it doesn't look like american townhomes on the the bottom floor has the courtyard with like a little yard and grass one above that has a super big patio then on and like you can go to the street you can see in so mm -hmm. that's what i'm thinking that it would have to because they he ran outside for the patio Mm -hmm. looking around they were standing at the front door looking in neighbors are really close to them so they would have heard if would something have heard. was going on yeah and they would have been able to break in if their daughter's bedroom window was unlocked you know what i mean yeah she was originally like maybe it's my neighbor i don't know like, yeah no like the the room the flat that i stayed in like th there was a stairwell and that stairwell was the three doors to the rooms and then you had that whole giant floor and my my room was on the back and there was a window the back of the building there was a window and I'm looking directly across into th this little tiny alleyway someone else's bedroom right so you can see into every single room in any building that you're staying in living in there that's just how it is so and dude seeing it like me envisioning this entire thing in my host family's house I just know that this had to be the most terrifying oh, like sure 
thing to ever witness just because they don't in Spain, they don't like really decorate like how we decorate. You know, it's a lot more neutrals and not a lot of lighting, not a lot mm-hmm. of lamps. Dark, know? dark, hot, mm-hmm. hot as fuck. Tile floors everywhere because it keeps it colder. I'm sick. I'm not okay. Yeah. Thank anyway. you for that. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. You're for up. Wrap, you know, welcome to fucking November, everyone. <laughs> Here's to the month of thanks. You know, we had a, we're very thankful that we're not possessed. Yeah. And playing with After board. this month. Yeah. Everyone knock on wood as a whole, as a unit. We're all knocking on wood. Okay, Morgan. So what I've got for you today <laughs> is nothing. Hi, it's us from the future. <laughs> it's us from the future. Welcome uh, back to this kind of new episode at the end that's only about five minutes long because we've talked for incredibly way too long in this episode, which was the exact reason why mine had to get moved to next week. So Morgan, <laughs> wait, we have to tell them when we recorded this episode originally, we sat there and we just kind of like kept looking at our time clock on our, you know, what we record on GarageBand and it's one hour, two, two hours. hours. Three hours, and we're like, ooh, like, this doesn't and it's happen. So good, like it we don't so want to take it away, right? And like more obviously, you just heard Morgan's case. There, that was every single detail. There was not, but like a few little mistakes that were taken out because both of our cases were over what we need to be able to do two cases in one show. <laughs> and all of the details that were in both of our cases are irreplaceable. You cannot take them out or you will not understand the episode. So we moved mine. <laughs> and they were pretty heavy on both ends. So oh, guys, we were like, we don't know that they're going to be able to take this yeah. in one day with how sad life is right now. Like, there's no way we're going to do this to them also. Yeah. So we needed to do a little mental mm-hmm. health check Moment. on everybody. For us. Yeah. And for everybody else. And we had to split those, which means you will be getting Taylor's part next week. Yes. But we figured you guys would be okay with that since you are already getting a bonus episode this week. And then next week, my show, my show. This is, hi, welcome to my show. Hi, welcome to Taylor's Crazy Crimes. Crimes, Okay. Next week, what we're going to do is we're going to record you a brand new intro. We'll give you like a little blurb because my case is technically a two for one. Yeah, it is. You'll understand that when we get into it. So you're really getting two cases in one just wrapped up and it's going to be an extended episode as well. So this week you get the extra creepy times two Mm -hmm. and next week you get the extra crimey times two. It was only right. It's Halloween weekend. That's right. Well, Halloween. 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 And I know it's November. I know. Nobody put up your Christmas tree just yet. Chill out, okay? Chill out. Wait till at least Thanksgiving because we we are going (laughs) to We're going to still scare you because for some reason now we found all the most terrifying things as soon as Halloween's over. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. But anyways, we had a great time this weekend in Nashville. Um, So fun. We had so much fun with Two Girls and Ghosts. So many of you. Yes. So cute. Everyone that came up to us and like made us our own little meet and greet line. uh, (laughs) First off, you made my whole life. Second off, my face was red. (laughs) And third off, uh, I don't think I've ever been so not be able to shut the fuck up about something for so long. I've thought about yeah. it all day long ever since then. So, it was so cool. Thanks, guys. So fun. And thanks so much for Corinne and Sabrina for having us and let us be their special guests for their Nashville show at Zany's. So we had a great time. Uh, we'll let you guys go now. I feel like we're hanging up the phone. So love you. Bye. <laughs> love you. Bye. <laughs> Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.